yeah! Figured Woo. at a point where I either gotta stop it or let it go to the end. Well, if you, you know? let it go to the end, we have no second show, actually. That's uh, pretty much <laughs> what, we're pretty much out of time already. Thanks for listening, folks. It's been a good one. <laughs> That's what happens. You start the first one a little later, we nudge the second one a little shorter. We have no control. It's uh, just the world we're living in in our... Hosting I have universe. a little bit of control. You know, the producer of the show could advise the people when he's starting. But it's all right. I'm really? Real. Still holding on to that? It's unreal. Like, <laughs> six-hour workday? Couldn't even just, like, look at the app? It's unreal to me. It's seriously so unbelievable. You wouldn't believe how tight my time frame of life is. I have, like, five seconds to breathe. I Like, it's unbelievable. I had to skip a piss to go put the show on. You're like, oh, man, didn't you even text me? Unreal. I'm a, Frank, I'm a local 130 plumber. My time is valuable. That's yeah. just uh, pretty shocking. But uh, <laughs> and you apparently don't even care for the show. Like, eh, the show sucks. Uh, <laughs> what's what's 200 episodes? Uh, Unbelievable. I mean, 200 recordings. I can't believe the 200th recording. You had no drive. No, like, you know what? I'm going to be pumped for this one. And be ready. I'm gonna do it. I didn't know it was 200. You what, should have told what me. Ti- I did in the email. Here, in the man. email, I sent in the email 200, 500 exclamation points afterwards. Uh, that's oh yeah, I didn't, even, I didn't even pull up the docket yet. Wow, this oh, is uh, this is the amazing world I live in. <laughs> I want. I'm gonna. I'm gonna dissect this for five seconds here. Actually, so I wake up at 4 a.m. I edit the show. Uh, if Mike says one F-bomb, it delays the editing process by 15 minutes. Every one after is another five minutes in editing process. <laughs> oh, you don't have to find them. No, you don't understand what the process is. And so that's the process. And then on top of so I, I, I edit the show for an hour at four in the morning. And then I put it out. Then I go to work. And then at lunch, for my hour lunch break, you know what I do? I put the next show together. I cl- I get my clips. I put all the notes together, the docket I like to call it, and then I race home from work. I have one hour because we always start the show at the same time. <laughs> the same time we start the show. I have one hour after an hour of traffic to clip the show. I clip the show. I send the docket to Mike. Mike oversleeps the show, doesn't open the docket, and then complains to me for 10 minutes into the first episode of the show that I did not prepare him in one way whatsoever for the show. I just want to run that down for everybody. I'm just saying, he could have sent a text message, you know? And, by the way, his argument holds zero water because at 345... As a warning shot, as a, hey, I'm going to do the show. You asked me what time I wanted to start. You didn't tell me what time we were starting. What time can you do, man, is the question as in, I've scheduled the show. Can you Uh, make it? Because you... The more appropriate question uh, would have been, No, because, and then I want to throw this out there. start at 545? I want to remind everyone that when I schedule the show for 430, Mike texts me, 425, it's going to be another 30 minutes. (laughs) Oh, man. That's what uh, I get when the show is delayed. But when I schedule the show, text him an hour ahead, what time can you do it? Yeah. He says, I'm good whenever. I am assuming he's ready when the show is scheduled. <laughs> oh, and then I text him five minutes till, eh? 
There's nothing. I'm at fault. We've run it down enough at this point. All right. uh, when I, say I'm, I said I'm good whenever, give, give me a time, you know? As in, uh, I did. I scheduled the show on the <laughs> app. It's unreal. I can't further this conversation gonna, to another the, level. I'm so, flabber- I'm so flabbergasted by this entire experience. This is probably our last show, folks. I hope you enjoyed this <laughs> I hope you enjoyed run. it, 200. Uh, I've realized I put in all this effort for absolutely no reason, <laughs> and the other person on the other line just could give two little shits whatsoever as to what is happening Listen. here. It's a waste of time. I'm going to let the audience be the jury. We're going to let them decide. Here's the best part. Here's the best part. We're talking about, we we just covered everything, right? We just did the show. We're going to end the show. Talk on the phone for an hour. I'm going to call Mike right away, and he's going to be like, dude, I love the show. Never stop doing it, bro. (laughs) I fucking love doing it, man. Fucking love it, bro. Don't stop, bro. Yet, you just heard what I've gone through, and th- this is unreal. This is literally, we've, we've entered a new level of the Dude Man podcast. Uh, I, you know what we're going to do next show, folks? It's going to be a good one. Mike's going to do all the clips and produce the show. It's going to be fantastic. Don't tune in for that one. <laughs> you know, I'll skip that one. Uh, it's all right. I do it for the love of the game. I love to do it. I was willing to do it without Mike, even. I was ready to roll. If you're not, uh, you know, if if you don't know what I'm talking about, just check out the beginning of our previous episode. Uh, I was cruising without Mike, and I was ready to do the whole thing. (laughs) Uh, because I believe in a world of free speech where I could say what I want whenever I want, Regardless if uh, somebody else on the other side is napping or uh, eating a Subway sandwich while shitting on the toilet. <laughs> you do it one time. People don't let you forget. When it comes to free speech, I also support guys like Elon Musk. But how do you make a choice? You don't see, I mean, in terms of when you're going to engage. I mean, for example, even today, Elon, you, you, you tweeted this thing about George Soros. Well, I'm looking for it because I want to make sure I quote it properly. But, I mean, you know what you wrote, but you basically... I said it reminds me of Magneto. This is like, you know, calm down, people. This is not like made a, like a well, case s- out of it. You also... <laughs> no, you said he wants to erode the very fabric of civilization and Soros hates humanity. Like, when you do something like that, do you Yeah, think I think about, that's true. That's my opinion. Okay. But why share it? Why share it? Especially because, I mean... Why share it when people who buy Teslas That's may not That's a terrible question. You. You're a journalist. Yeah, I know. It's it's CNBC. They're trying to, like, get them. I don't know. But uh, th- Why share your opinion? <laughs> what? It's America, man. Have you seen this circulating, or were any of the uh, podcasters out there covering this, uh, this action? Uh, a few of them. You know what's really funny is I listened to Ben Shapiro at uh, 75% speed. Yes, I've heard this. Uh, that makes a lot of sense. Really ironic. If you slow Ben Shapiro down twenty, if you slow him down to seventy five percent, do you know what his uh tone is? Elon like who he becomes Doctor Phil. He is like on par with Doctor Phil. It's like <laughs> the exact. It's like the same rhythm and everything. <laughs> so it's kind of soothing. I guess seventy five percent of Ben Shapiro is Doctor Phil. <laughs> Ben Shapiro is just Dr. Phil a third faster. <laughs> 33% faster. Oh, no. That's so funny. 
But what was terrible though is when you, dude, Elon, Elon is like fifty percent of everybody speed wise when he talks. So if you're listening to Ben Shapiro on slow speed and then he plays an Elon Musk clip, it took him like twenty minutes to get through the statement. (laughs) No, dude, this Elon is on another level, man. There's a pause coming up. Yeah, that's like, dude, it's like twelve seconds. It's the most enormous pause I've ever experienced. I, you can hear the reporter sweating. Do you hear it? Like it's <laughs> like you can hear his pores open up and the sweat just pop out. It's it's frightening. Elon's a scary guy when you really kind of take a look at him. It's in that moment of silence you realize you're interviewing somebody much smarter. I than know. You. That's, well, that's that's why I love this clip is because these journalists think they're gonna like I don't know like. Do you really think you're smarter than this guy? Yes, because they spend all day in these circles where they think he's an idiot. This guy who was the only per- who was the only person to really start. He solely started the electric car in America. He he works for the Department of Defense. He has satellites going around Earth. He's boring into the Earth and creating massive tunnel city systems like you know, like, why do you, how on earth do you think you're smarter than this guy? You won a Pulitzer Prize writing about Russiagate that wasn't real. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? This guy started a rocket company, a car company, a boring company. <laughs> Tell me again what you think about Trump. Is that how you got to where you are? Well, just slow down and explain your got. Gotcha question to me a little bit here, all right? Like, make sure you know what you're saying because, I, I, I don't know, these reporters, we've done a few of these before with Elon, and it's always this reporter like, did you really mean to tweet that? And he's always like, yeah, I'm a genius. It's always, I don't know. The, anyways, I love this clip just because the, it's the pause. I'm, all, I'm in it for the silence. Advertisers on Twitter may not agree with you. Um... Why not just say, hey, I think this. You can tell me. We can talk about it over there. You can tell your friends. But why share it widely? I mean, uh, this is freedom of speech. I'm allowed to say what I want. You absolutely are. But I'm trying to understand why you do, because you have to know it's got a... It puts you in in the middle of the partisan divide in the country. It makes you a a lightning rod for criticism. I mean, do you like that? I... You know, people today saying he's an anti-Semite. I don't think you are. No, I'm definitely. I'm, I'm like I'm like a pro-Semite, if anything. <laughs> wow. I, I think that probably is the case. Yes. But why would you even introduce the idea then that that would be the, the case? I, I mean, look, we don't want to make this a George Soros interview. No, um, God, no. I don't. So, I don't want it at all. Uh, but I'm. What I'm trying even came up though in the annual meeting. I mean, you know, do your tweets hurt the company? Are there Tesla owners who say, I don't agree with his political position because, and I know it because he shares so much of it. Or are there advertisers on Twitter that Linda Yaccarino will come and say, you got to stop, man. Or, you know, I can't get these ads because of some of the things you tweet. (laughs) (laughs) Ha ha! Yeah! Hey now! (laughs) You know, I'm reminded of (laughs) Uh, there's a scene in the princess bride (laughs) your princess um, bride where he confronts the person who killed his father and he says 
Offer me money. Offer me power. I don't care. See, so you just don't care. You want to share what you have to say? I'll say what I want to say, and if if if, uh, if the consequence of that is losing money, so be it. Oh yeah! Such a great line. Oh my god, that is fuck you and fuck me money. Like this guy is. Yeah. Oh my god, like I it's just. These people yeah, don't understand beautiful. who they're talking to. He's on another level than you. He lives in the 1% of the 1%, man. Yeah. I don't think people realize, like, when they're interviewing him, like, he he's so far beyond. He's part of this secret society, essentially. You know, he's kind of the face in a lot of ways. His mom, you know, is in the Illuminati, and she's this freakish satanic worshiper weirdo lady and uh elon's an alien you know what i'm saying (laughs) that was the craziest silence of all time it was so good and everything he said about george soros prove him wrong nobody's been able to prove him wrong like, that's one of the worst, most evil men that's ever walked this planet. George Soros has publicly admitted that he's purposefully, he wants the immigrants and migrants to flood through the borders, and he wants to destabilize the culture in America. And, like, Klaus Schwab is the same, dude. These weirdos, yeah. man, they are hell-bent on the destruction of the modern era, and they, you know, if China becomes the next superpower, these dudes make a ton of money. Yeah. So the, they are all in on the demise of Western society, especially America. And, you know, the, you, we need to be concerned about anybody associated with the World Economic Forum, anybody who supports the Great Reset. Uh, you bet your ass that everything to do with the uh, centralized digital banking system is tied into all of this nonsense. Uh, they want to destroy our currencies, and uh, they want to destroy the regular guy's ability to create his own wealth. For, absolutely. Absolutely. The worst, the one thing they need to, the one thing they need to prevent from happening again is a Donald Trump. They're, oh, well, what do you mean? You, dude? Can't have a, you can't have an outsider come in, make a bunch of money, and then run for president. We are at the point where they're pulling no punches when it comes to taking out Trump, man. Like, the, the, How oh, many yeah. places has he got to go to court for how many things now? <laughs> he, he's literally going to court and then going to a campaign rally and then going back to court in another place. And campaign rally over there. <laughs> Did you hear how Amy Goodman introduces him now? Felon? He is the... Twice impeached. (laughs) (laughs) Twice impeached, formally accused of rape. No. Yeah, it's like she like goes through this whole like litany of things. You know, I don't know if you saw this. They called for uh, I think it was McCarthy. He called for Schiff to resign, and he needs to be like arrested for treason and all this stuff. And, uh, you know, that impeachment was based on lies created by the Obama, the Obama administration and Clinton and the Clintons. Yeah. 
and yeah, it so was all fake. yeah, we. I mean, realistically though, what are we looking at here? You can't say the guy was impeached anymore. He was impeached on false information. It doesn't matter. He was twice impeached. Yeah, but he was Nancy, impeached. Nancy Pelosi like he loves was, bragging about has the fact nobody, that they him but twice. has nobody thought about the fact that the man was impeached. And think about remember Vindman and all those other jabronis and and nut jobs. They trotted out for all those hearings, uh, and they were basically lying. Now, like everything was a lie. The dossier was a lie. It was all fake. Everything was bullshit. And they impeached this guy on that bullshit. Yeah. So that impeachment, like, You're right? It's totally fake. Can't we? Can we void an impeachment? Is what I'm wondering. Like, can you constitutionally go back and be like, well, actually, uh, this impeachment is con- is unconstitutional because it can was... Can you impeach the impeachers? Well, isn't that what Durham is all about, <laughs> though? And I, I kind of think, you know, they're going after the whistleblowers, dude. Like, there's something, uh, there's something there. <laughs> I feel like there's something we're not being told here on a constitutional level and maybe as a... If, on a legal level, like, doesn't it seem like the dude was tried uh, for false evidence? Right? And, like, isn't that some, isn't that on some level, like, if this were a murder mystery and the cops were like, oh, this is the, you know, the murder weapon and we got his fingerprints on it, and then they go and test the fingerprints and they're like, actually, uh, those are fake fingerprints and it's a fake weapon. And we actually made up the whole story. And, uh, like, wouldn't you be able to get that prisoner out of jail? Uh, yeah, but he's not in jail. That's what I mean. It's like, maybe you could go after the impeacher. Like, I don't know. I, I think it's one of those things everybody just kind of forgot about. They just, every, like, even when they were doing it, everybody knew they were just doing it to say that they did That was a fucking circus. It, but it, still, again, we should... When it comes to history, man, should be able to strike away the one at least impeachment. I can't remember. Was the other one, was that Stormy Daniels based or uh, porn star related? I, I can't nah, remember. The one was the Ukraine thing. Which probably now was, we should was probably. More relevant <laughs> than ever. Yeah. God only knows what would be today if they actually did the investigation into this. You know what? If Trump were president now, I know one thing for certain. We would be $120 billion richer as a country. (laughs) I know that for a fact. We would have $120 billion more to spend on stuff here if Trump were president. That's a fact, people. I don't know, dude. I think no matter what, we're in trouble. Did you see what recently took place in Congress? Oh, uh, no. Did, enlighten me, please. When they, uh, when they, they were questioning the Silicon Bank, uh, I, I did executives. not. Um, no, I did not pay attention to this. Frank, actually, you, you missed <clears throat> our, our our most loved congressman. Oh no, back. he came back, just. Hotter than ever, mad as hell, and he came back with some serious questions for these CEOs. Are you ready for this? 
is this Hump Man McGee, Mr. Fetterman? <laughs> I, Did you see this? Yeah, and I, I'll talk about it if this is. Yes, this, I'm very. I can't believe you're dropping Fetterman, a clip on me. I'm very a happy. A senator about this. from Pennsylvania who people voted for over a doctor. Yeah. Yes. He was out for three months for depression. That's right. It's just depression. This is him questioning. Example. Uh, the Republicans want to give a, a work requirement for SNAP. You know, for a, 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 a hungry family has to, to have these this kind of penalties or these some kinds of word working uh, required. Shouldn't you have a working requirement after we sell your bank with billions of your bank? Because they seem to be more pre- preoccupied uh, when than SNAP uh, and requirements for works for hungry people, but not about protecting the ta- the tax papers you know that will fail no matter whatever does about a bank to crash it <laughs> the big executive doesn't know what to say that was a question oh that was a question oh my that god that was a question uh, oh god you, Federal. <laughs> oh no oh no on the panel to answer your questions oh, thank god. you uh, i'll close the hearing mr becker <laughs> they just kind of ignored it Dude, that was a question. Oh how, man, how do you answer that? You're 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 an executive of a bank, and you're sitting there. This what what was the question? I have no idea. He, he just he, dude. He he. <laughs> you can't see the video, but he finishes talking, and he just looks at the guy. Like yeah. no, nobody knew. Actually, I watched it. He he actually adjusts his uh, reading glasses they put on him to make him look smart. <laughs> Did you see these? He's got these new glasses. Uh, cause he's, he's studying, you know, he's reading all the, you know, all the bills and everything. Um, dude, I had a hard time with this one. I'm going to be totally honest with you. It's the reason why I didn't put it on the dock. It's re- I, oh, I couldn't wait to talk about it, man. I, I can't believe they're, <clears throat> the guy clearly had another stroke. Yes. Yes. He absolutely. Clearly, that's why he was, that's why he was gone. He's clearly having strokes. I had this feeling in me, like, I'm a little nervous because I could be uh, making fun of someone who's mentally retarded, and this guy has uh, a clear, uh, you know, he's he's handicapped, man, mentally, and uh, it's, he had strokes, dude, he, he shouldn't be in this, po- look at Diane Feinstein. <sighs> She she's uh, incapable of speaking like these people that are in office. This should be illegal. What's going on? This guy on. should be taken out. Yeah, but, it should be. It... The what I find what I I watched a few clips of Fetterman online the last few days, and it really disturbed me that you could be brain damaged, have dementia be incapacitated almost completely, yet you can be in office. And I know this is not uh, unprecedented. And We had Strom Thurmond or whoever that dude who owned slaves was. He was like 101. He could barely like raise his thumb to vote on stuff. Uh, even Reagan. and uh, Yes, know. this is not new. There's been other times. But, you know, we talk the- about progressing culturally and, you know, becoming a more sophisticated society and improving our, our ways. Like, can we start 
had some term limits. Can we start at some age limits, maybe? I, I know we, we discussed some kind of the nuance to it, but uh, there needs to be no, some this, sort of aptitude test. There needs to be it, some sort of... Uh, yeah. <laughs> you should have brain damage and be in Congress. No. It, and it's not even like an issue of handicap. No, nobody, we've never said anything about Tammy Duckworth. I don't care if you don't have legs. I don't care if you don't have arms. But your whole job is communication. No, I'm very clear on brain damage. And, and, That's it. Like, That's the line. Brain damage, and brain, you get brain damage from strokes. Uh, you have when you have. If John Fetterman was bagging my groceries at the store, I would applaud him. Hero, good job. Hey, where you go, <laughs> buddy? But I don't want you flying my plane or running my country. No, and I just again, it's um, it bothers me that this guy is there. What is he doing there? He's filling a spot. It's uh, yeah. gross. Our poli- our political system has reached this <sighs> point where every- it's just in your face disgusting. Dude, and everybody knows they're just keeping him there till August. Yes. And then they're going to get rid of him. Yes. It's so sad. It's the it's saddest thing. Yeah. He, I don't think he's processing what's going on there, man. This guy doesn't know what's going on. Oh, he doesn't know where he is. This guy can't talk. No, like that's more than just like a speech problem, man. Oh, he's gone. And look at Feinstein. She had no idea what was happening around her. Remember that she didn't know she retired. <laughs> no, she doesn't know what's going on, man. The staff had to remind her that she's leaving. And I'm still on the fence here. I'm, I'm on. I could go one way or the other. It's the same creepy old Sleepy Joe, and he's just he's got the dementia, and he's all messed up, and they just pop him up with all sorts of weird drugs for certain occasions, and that's why we get different Joes. Or there's an entire back catalog in some warehouse closet that <laughs> has like a dozen different Joe Bidens that they fire no, up. It's, or it's dude, actors. Did you, see, did you see like his daily routine? <laughs> no, no. They they don't even start, dude. He doesn't even start work until ten o'clock, and then by two o'clock he's done. They they don't. Yeah, they call a lid. Joe Biden, I really do believe. Uh, I I know for sure. I don't know for sure, but I have a very good feeling that they have some body doubles playing the Probably. role of playing the role of Joe Biden. This is not something new. Every world leader has multiple body doubles actors who. Who uh, you know, just stand in for them, uh, and I I feel like our government is essentially trotting out the doubles, even to do speeches and shit like that. They're, they I don't think they care. I don't think it matters anymore. Um, the lying is up front. It's in our faces. Everything is obvious. You know, come on, Ukraine's total bullshit. China's kicking our ass on an economic level and in the international uh, stage. Maybe well, makes sense, probably because uh, Joe Biden's getting kickbacks. Yeah, it's all kind of circular. I always say, well, just watch out when you see Joe Biden starting to, or when you see Hunter Biden collecting bags of yen. That's <laughs> when we're in trouble. <laughs> that's right. No, the what you need to do is pay attention to the next uh, laptop Hunter leaves uh, somewhere <laughs> if he's snorting cocaine with yen dollars. <laughs> Right, that's <laughs> yeah. that's when we need to jump ship. Okay, you need to divest from the dollar. <laughs> that is the side. 
<laughs> uh, there's more than one sign to divest maybe from the dollar uh, because you can't even go shopping anymore. Um, they're basically just shutting down all the stores. Now to the rise of shoplifting, Target says that last year it lost hundreds of millions of dollars from theft. Our chief business correspondent, Rebecca Jarvis, has the latest. Good morning, Rebecca. Good morning to you, Robin. And Target says that <laughs> theft and organized retail crime is becoming a major problem at its more than 2,000 stores nationwide. The company reporting it lost $763 million. You know, um, they're leaving what out like- What the fuck? What neighborhoods though? Because the, the I have two Targets in my neighborhood that they're doing great. And uh, they don't have a oh. lot of issues with the shoplifting. What's really amazing is you guys lost $749 million. You lost it $999 at a time. <laughs> That's right, Gavin Newsom. Yeah, good job. Last year, due to lost or stolen merchandise, the majority coming from shoplifting. And as a result, Target is locking up more and more of its inventory on store shelves, requiring employees to get help for those shoppers. And they're not alone. According to the National Retail Federation, organized crime in stores is growing in scope and complexity at retailers across the country. In downtown San Francisco, stores like Office Depot, the Container Store and Nordstrom and Whole Foods have all closed in recent months, citing safety wow. concerns for both their workers as well as their customers. Yeah, again, a key detail I feel like they're leaving out is what kind of neighborhoods are you talking about here? Uh, are we talking about <laughs> suburbs or, uh, you know? Well, that they just said there's San Francisco, all those places left. That's... I know, but that was the one, the one, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, good call. Because, like, Wrigleyville, they still have Target. We just talked about two weeks ago how the South Side is, like had rallies where they're like, get out of here. We don't need uh, Walgreens anymore or whatever it was. Uh, <laughs> they were mad because uh, it was that Safeway, not Safeway. There was some Save, Save a lot was trying to move in. <laughs> they were like, "No, we want the Whole Foods back," and Whole Foods <laughs> was like, "We lost a billion dollars there." I don't know what you. Were. There's so many places that moved out of Chicago, and I. Oh my God! It's happening everywhere it, in these liberal cities. These places are just moving out, not happening in the it, summer. It tends to be these places that are very strong, because remember, diversity is our strength. It's, this is urban-based. So very <laughs> strong areas. This is how you get your uh, food deserts, Mike. I'm telling you, man. There's several other factors hurting retail right now, too. Changing shopping habits, more price-sensitive customers. No, this is not it. You have these urban stores where they're getting robbed at, like, not just like a few guys going in there, by the way, the videos out of Chicago and all uh, San Francisco, but mainly Chicago, Mike, I'm obsessed with, which is the mobs of people just ransacking targets and Walgreens. And like, uh, it's, it's nuts, dude. Great. You got to see that. I got to take a video of it the next time I'm there. It's, it's in the back of the yards neighborhood. Dude, there's this whole block by the tracks. All these vendors, they just set up tables of shit. And for anything you, Frank, anything you want. You want Tylenol, you want some detergent, you want detergent. Dude, I'll tell you, you just walk down this street shopping. And all day, every day, there's two kinds of people stopping. There's the cars that stop and are unloading, and they're getting paid for the stuff that they just stole from the store. And then there's customers coming by buying the shit. Dude, this is, come on. 
I just think this is like a, a funny, I've been reading a lot of reports lately, um, you know, like about businesses leaving cities and urban areas and how, um, well, these are the reasons why. And they keep in everything. They go back to like, oh, people are working from home more. And, yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, this is very a lot to do with the pandemic that happened three years ago. You know, <laughs> like, I I like, no, dude, no, you guys, you refuse, you refuse to identify <laughs> the number one reason that these stores are leaving these urban cities, these urban areas. Uh, it's because you allow, you defunded the police and then you raised the uh, amount to where it's a felony for stealing to a thousand dollars. And I think every city did this. It's totally insane. Oh, they all followed. It's they completely all followed. fucking it insane. So we can, it's insane. So we stopped locking up so many black men because that was the problem. You legalized theft. In these cities. Yeah. And then there were videos all over Twitter and Reddit and everything. I saw so many from all the major cities where you would have mobs of people. And I'm not going to describe the type of people. We can use our <laughs> imaginations here for a second. But you would have mobs of people running into places like Target and ransacking it and stealing everything. And there were, there were no cops. There was no security. There was nobody to stop them. And then... And then we're all standing around here like, why are you shutting down these stores? <laughs> like, but if you close, where are we going to steal? People don't realize that the, the sentiment I see online a lot, and uh, even in, when they interview in local news, they'll interview people in the neighborhood and they will make the excuse, well, these are major corporations and, and you know, this doesn't affect the common man. You know, they can write it off. It's you know, tax, non-taxable. Yeah, they always... It's a write-off. It's a write-off. You, you don't even know what a write-off is. You don't even know what a write-off is. That's right, Mike. That's right. <laughs> yeah, but they do. They the guys do. who are writing it off. The, you know what? They Target does know what a write-off is, and when they see a bunch of write-offs happening non-stop for thousands and thousands and thousands of, and then billions of dollars, they well, they decide to just move out of town. That's Dude, seven hundred million dollars is not Trump change. We're talking about like a whole relief package to Ukraine. That's what you <laughs> guys are stealing. Yeah! That's what you guys are stealing from Target on a yearly basis. That's it. That's like one kickback to one of uh, Zelensky's girlfriends. <laughs> That's like one Mook's yearly income. <laughs> because Americans are faced with those higher inflation and prices and they've begun cutting back. Earlier this week, Home Depot announced that they missed revenue expectations. <laughs> You're right, dude. I love, I love that. It's, that's the economy in the pandemic. Yes. That's why the Target closed on the south side of Chicago. But they, they expanded the one in Arlington Heights. <laughs> no, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> I'm not kidding. I have two in my neighborhood. I... <laughs> It, oh, it's just I, a matter of whether I want to go east or west. <laughs> you're seriously, you're exactly on the money. It's like, do I want to go left or do I go right? And then uh, that's well, everybody's right. talking about food deserts in Chicago. I literally decide on where I want to go based on what I'm buying. Produce, I'm going to Produce World or Mariano's. You know, <laughs> no, we do the same thing here. We're like, uh, where should we go shopping today? Well, where do we want to? Uh, where do we want to go to lunch first? You know, what I'm <laughs> like no, no, we'll literally tell you. I'm gonna, I go there for, I'll go to Butera for the lamb, not the beef, not the beef. <laughs> you want the good beef? You go over there. You know, it's like she literally goes to different stores. And you're talking about an immigrant who came to this country for that opportunity, and oh, uh, you know, 
chose to work hard and live in a neighborhood where that opportunity can still exist. Look, what, look at what these policies have done to these neighborhoods. It's sad. It's really too bad. Uh, Chicago was a great city a long time ago. It'll now be Detroit, the second one. Um, I was thinking about it. I was thinking about it driving through the other day, and it's a. It is a societal mentality. So, you go on any military base, right? It's fucking clean. There's no garbage, right? Yeah, man. And, and it's not just because you know you have a lot of guys. Anytime you get in trouble, you're on you know post detail. So now you're spending four hours on a Saturday going around cleaning. (laughs) But it's not just because of that, because you can never have enough guys in trouble to maintain it, right? That's right. What it also is, is it's it's just instilled in you to, you know, like, it's always instilled in you. It's like dad used to do it to us as a kid, too, but it was always instilled in you. If you don't pick up that garbage, this is your house. Yes. This fort is your house. If you don't pick up that garbage... Who the fuck's gonna come pick it up for you? Nobody. So you need to pick it up. Otherwise you're gonna <laughs> otherwise you're gonna live in fucking garbage. Yes. I mean, does anybody out there really enjoy living in filth? You know? No. And it's and nobody's gonna come clean it up. That's right. But in the black in these black in the south side of Chicago, they have been told year after year that the government is gonna come and clean it up. Wow. And that's why nobody's cleaning it up. Because, no, we need to say, listen, this is your fucking house. You need to clean it up. This and is then your you community. need to keep it clean. Yes. Yes. Because nobody can do it for you. And you know what? It's just like anything else. Frank, pay me to come clean your house. You think I'm going to do a good enough job? I'm going to do a good job. I'm going to do good enough to get paid. But there's no way I'm going to do a better job than you would do if you cleaned your own house. Oh, absolutely. I have a... Uh... I have this like creeping Charlie uh, weed going on in my grass in the back, and I uh, recently put down some fertilizer and mixed with some seed, and I noticed that it was growing great, except for where this uh, weed was kind of overtaking the lawn, and uh, it was a really beautiful day yesterday after work, and I went back and I started picking some of the weeds, and then four hours went by, and I picked weeds. For four hours. It was magical. It was beautiful. It felt so good. The lawn looked and no, breathed with life, man. Uh, I, was, I gave light and the ability for this grass to grow more fully. And like, uh, it was just, it was a very satisfying and beautiful and wonderful feeling, man. And that time flew. Like, when I looked up in the sky, the sun was setting. And the clouds were changing colors. When I, I looked you know, up, there was no cloud. By the time I was done, I looked up, they seeded the whole thing. No. <laughs> no. Jared Polis and company took two days off, and we had... And I have to say, it's so obvious. Oh, nice. It is so obvious, because today they flew the planes over, I watched, and we have uh, we had a wild day of weather. Um, and it has been... People have caught on recently here. Uh, locally, people are not happy about what's what the weather has been like. And um, it's been very refreshing for me to hear a lot of people discussing it openly. Um, it's been very unnatural feeling. And we so had we had it today, dude. It, it's like, you can tell, you can tell dude, it's not normal. You know what it it's is? a bad it's energy. A yes. It's a bad energy. It, I'm telling it, you, man. 
You know what kills me is like for some reason my eyes cannot adjust. My eyes burn from it, to be honest. Yeah, and, um, it's like I have to wear sunglasses or yes. I start cry- I literally start tearing. I do too. My but, eyes tear. No, but it's like it's not even that sunny out. No, no, no. There's so- chem- there's something they're spraying us like fucking the mis- the trucks in the summertime that went around spraying the mosquitoes. They're doing that with the planes to us <laughs> in the major cities. I'm telling you right now that's what's happening. They're spraying us like fucking bugs. Uh it's Maybe. it's what's happening, dude, because I have to tell you, we had two days of brilliant, not just sunshine, by the way, brilliant, beautiful, white, puffy, normal clouds. And I have been documenting on my calendar here at the house every day that we have overcast. All right. The moment the entire sky, as far as the eye can see, is overcast and I can no longer see the mountaintops of the Rocky Mountains, I mark it down as overcast. All right. We've had 15 days of overcast in Colorado this month. Uh, springtime. But I live in the desert, and this is very unnatural <laughs> and unusual, and we had so much rain that we have had unprecedented flooding. And not only that, anecdotally, like I was trying to describe earlier, I am hearing so much vocally from the people around me and how unnatural and bizarre and horrible and awful the weather has been. Mm. And I have well, that's because you, that's because you were living in a desert climate, but climate has changed. They right? it is man made climate change. Now as you're I keep a rainforest. Saying. No, well, you know what I actually was thinking about the last few days because we had two days of the brilliant sunshine and the beautiful white pl- puffy normal clouds that I grew up with and I I just know in my heart and the air smelled normal. It smelled like spring. It was just a normal day, and then today they were spraying and we had this crazy weird storm down in denver and as i was driving home you look in multiple it's just really bizarre and kind of evil looking honestly and and, you know i really felt i'm they're terraforming colorado that's what i think they're i think that's what they're doing with these chemtrails here i think they're terraforming it and they're they're making it more uh lush and they're they're adding the water and they're 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 fucking with the climate. They're cooling the environment. Uh, it's very obvious they are blocking the sun. And I just have to say, when you get those two days of the normal sky, and then the next day you see those jets flying over and the streaks and they're blocking the sun and the way the normal clouds are, you know, just kind of slightly off from the fake stuff they're spraying it is jarring and obvious and i think people are catching on i think normal people are starting to see the light if you will uh as far as what's going on with the skies they're fucking with us man there's no doubt about it you can't deny it it's just so obvious uh, the the two days versus the day before the 15 out of 18 days of just suffocating overcast in 20 years I've been here, never have I seen overcast like this, ever. And, and they've stepped it up. Like I keep saying, they've dialed it up to 11. Uh, they, 2020, there was nothing, man. It was just uh, the sunniest, warmest summer I've ever experienced here. And then they, the, la- the next few years have just picked up the, uh, the spring. I'm a firm believer, Mike. Don't oh, you forget you it. Might be right. Might be right. 
And I think that what they're spraying is making people go totally insane. I really do think when you block out the sun, you block out the vitamin D, it has a psychological effect oh, on people. What was that movie? Uh, Insom- was it Insomniac? <laughs> I don't know. Remember just- that Pacino movie where he goes to uh, Alaska? I just, I don't, I don't remember that one actually. But I just, it's like a, uh. I'm telling you, I think blocking the sun is messing with people, and I think people in the cities where they are made like really doing the sun blocking and the chemtrailing and the geoengineering and the fucking with people psychologically, uh, the cities, man, that's where the crazies are. That's where the craziness is happening. And you got to think, right? Like uh, the dude who suff- choked out the guy in the subway, right? He's now going to prison because people lost their mind over a homeless guy dying. Uh, and by the way, uh, that guy is being sponsored, or uh, one of the major donors to his defense team is um, Kid Rock. Are you familiar with Banco Brown from the West Coast? No. Banco, dude, this Banco Brown is the Michael Jackson impersonator on the West Coast of this country. I'm telling you right now, dude. There's another one? Dude, I didn't know anything about this until I caught this part of the story. Uh, and people are outraged, Mike, but... A little bit of a different outcome. Oh, God. How do you guys Protest. have time for all this outrage? It's fantastic, man. I'm living for it. Go get a job. Just like just like our family. I had to call out our family here. You can tell me and mom are the only ones with real jobs in our family. <laughs> nice. There's, there's five of us in the family. It's a group text. It's blowing up all fucking day between you, Tony, and dad. <laughs> then at like 3 p.m., you get a text from mom. That's cute. And I didn't even respond because I was too busy. And I just wanted to be like, that's how you know me and mom are the only ones working. You, you're right. You were too busy between your six hours of work and your four hours of work. Oh, go fuck yourself, and, uh, I was too busy with my 12 hours of nonstop action. Yeah. You had enough time to blow my phone with Tony about something. I don't even know what you guys were talking about. You never even looked. All right, uh, Banco Brown. Protest today in San Francisco following the district attorney's decision to not file charges in the shooting death of a suspected shoplifter by a Walgreens security guard. CBS's Jonathan Bugnati reports the DA said the totality of the evidence. So we were just discussing shoplifting as a major issue in these major cities. And this is how you stop them. Well, we used to have security guards stopping people from stealing things, but because they stopped doing that, these stores are moving out. Well, for the stores that are still there, they have security guards, see, trying to stop people, you know, from stealing stuff. And so I like it. I that's like it. how we get this Banco Brown character. Oh. And Mike, come on, you know there's gonna be so many levels to this <clears throat> one, man. Lifter. I just picture him standing guard. at the Walgreens door, the guy with the cart about to leave, and he's like, Go ahead. Make my day. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, for anyone, because we are, are, this is an audio show, uh, the fellow fills up a bag and just starts walking casually towards the door, and the guard just steps in front of him to try and stop him, and then a uh, fight breaks out. 
in San Francisco following the district attorney's decision to not file charges in the shooting death of a suspected shoplifter by a Walgreens security guard. CBS's Jonathan Vigliotti reports the DA said the totality of the evidence supports the guard's claim of self-defense. The death of 24-year-old Benko Brown is the latest incident in a city blinded by wait images a minute, of wait shop. A Stop right there. Benko. His name was Benko. Benko. <laughs> we're f we're like what? Four letters away from Benko the Clown. What's going on here? He's Benko Brown. It's almost Benko the Clown. We're so close to Benko the Clown. This is just another Phil Stavius. People, if you want me to care about your black child getting killed, give him a human name. <laughs> This guy totally misses calling. Banco Brown the Clown, man. It's like right there, dude. <laughs> it's fucking right there. Yeah, but then he'd be the BBC. <laughs> well, yeah, I think he's a... Is he a <laughs> oh, he is a BBC. Yeah, okay. that's a, I mean, I think it works it, on it, it, it checks out. He, he could start an OnlyFans, you know, for people who dig on the clowns banging chicks, right? <laughs> I just started this guy's whole career. He missed out, man. <laughs> big black clown, big black cock. Big all the same. Big black clown, too. <laughs> Man, I keep going on Pornhub. All they keep sending me is the big black cocks. I'm looking for that big black clown. You know what I'm saying? I worked at a burger joint that uh, had a uh, burger. It was the uh, bacon barbecue cheddar. And... It was on the menu as the BBC, and <laughs> you could tell the generational divide oh, yeah. based on oh, yeah. this based on this one cheeseburger item. I, I knew sure. I knew when and where you grew up. You know, essentially in this. Culture. Oh, I know if you grew up with Pornhub or not. Yeah, so that's what I'm saying. Like, uh, you could yeah. just see the line between the generations there. You know. The people who ordered the BBC, if they were to associate with anything, maybe that, like, oh, British News? <laughs> yeah, yeah, British Broadcasting Channel. <laughs> yeah, like, oh, man, BBC. But, uh, BBC, I, I love Pierce Morgan. <laughs> that's right. BBC, I love black clowns. <laughs> Funny guys. <laughs> Are you a fan of Banco? <laughs> <laughs> Black clowns. Are they big? <laughs> I only the like the big ones. Petty theft. Protesters call this shooting death murder. Justice for Bango Brown. File the charges right now. <laughs> they can't even chant seriously. Even they're trying to laugh at the Bango. Say his name, Bango Brown. Oh, this can't be right. Is this right, Bango? I would. I knew we would never get through this clip, man. I'm telling you, this is sorry. It's no, <laughs> Bango. You have no idea. It's basically it. The, I, it cracks me up. The guy's name is outrageous, and uh, they are marching. Like Banco the shoplifter, I literally pick, picture the ham, hamburger. The DA, who is black, uh, announced and decided that they were not going to press charges, that the man was acting in self-defense. The video is outrageous. Was the guard white or black? I believe the guard was also black. Oh, that's why. Or Hispanic. Okay. I can't remember uh, from the footage or whatever. And yeah, you're right. Great call. If the guy was white, I'm sure this would be a whole different story. Um, but as we have learned from The View very recently, Mike, it doesn't matter if you're Hispanic, black. You could be a white supremacist. 
Oh, that's true. So this was a black white supremacist? It, it was a white Well, supremacist. of course he had a job. Well, no, uh, this guy, Banco, was also an LGB, BLT sandwich uh, community fellow. I think he was Get one the of the... Uh, he was a trans, uh, trans gentleman lady fellow guy. Of course. Guy. And uh, I... I'm pretty sure, like I said, there's so many levels to this story. It's why they're they're if so. You're Banko, and man. you turn into a girl. Do you become Panka? Well, uh, <laughs> I, <laughs> Banko might not be this guy, fella lady's real name. It might be um, uh, something else. Uh, the reason I love the clip so much is because uh, the reason they are outraged uh, in the interview with the uh, security guard, he misgenders Banko. Um, and they're outraged about it. But what's funny to me is later in the clip, the father of Banco misgenders Banco. <laughs> and nobody says anything about it. There's like not a word is said about it by anybody. He, he uh, and I feel bad for the guy he lost a son or daughter. Okay. I can't tell who Banco is actually. I was about to ask you. I couldn't Do tell. Do they have a penis? I could not tell. I, based on the photographs and even the language, and here's the best part, is when the dad gets on there, I'm like, oh, here, we'll finally... He, he describes her as his son, and <laughs> he, he goes, he's, he's left and right and all around, you know, with the words and the pronouns. Yeah. You can just tell with this old guy, like... You, you, Dude, that was literally so a skit on SNL. I saw it the other day, it was like on uh, YouTube. It's it used Pat, to be man. a skit where they had the family and you couldn't tell. It's Pat, dude. Yeah! Yeah! It's you couldn't Pat. tell if it was a man or a woman? Yes, and It's Pat's got my favorite joke of uh, from yes. that era, <laughs> which is, um, and it might even be from the It's Pat movie, where she's in the ghetto, or he, uh, Pat's in the ghetto, and... Um, the the ghetto fellas there ask Pat like, "Are you a brother or are you a sister?" And Pat goes, "Well, I'm an only child." <laughs> right? It's fucking great, dude. It's fucking so funny, that's man. Not, that's not what oh, that's so good. That's so fucking funny, man. Yeah, that's so good. <laughs> but I saw the one that had her. Uh, Mom or dad? Uh, yeah, yeah, they they that. did several so of those. Funny. Yeah, man, they're fantastic. I I think they're uh, absolutely hilarious. And th- but it used to be a joke. Now it's reality. It's not only that. Like we come from a generation where it's Pat was a skit on SNL and Handyman, a handicapped superhero, was a skit on In Living Color, <laughs> <laughs> and it was Damon Wayans, and he he would get like stuck <laughs> in bathrooms and stuff, you know, because he was Handyman. Like it was fucking like we were making fun of everybody in the '90s because uh, it was acceptable acceptable on the level that we understand that we're all different. We all have our differences, but we all have the common goal of you know being yeah. happy and prosperous and having a loving family and, and being neighborly like like that's all that really matters is being part of a community like like the, the the differences mostly are skin deep for all of us and that's why it was yeah. fucking funny in the 90s we could make fun of all these things and all these stereotypes and now no 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 we can't even talk about them now man you're an ableist or uh, you're a racist or a bigot <laughs> and at least he believes. I, <laughs> I forgot what they were talking about, but man, 
Somebody came out and like right away they're like, this is misogynistic, racist, sexist. It's like, dude, the minute you say those words, I'm out. <laughs> I'm out. I already know. Like, I, I don't even want to hear the rest. You might be right, but I'm going on to my on my 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 history here. You're probably 99 chance you're you're wrong. Great call, and maybe here's the best part about living through this woke era is there will be a pendulum swing. We'll be on the other side, and culturally we'll be able to look back and maybe live in a time even more advanced than the 90s culturally, and we'll have no ists anymore. It'll be the end of the ists. (laughs) 